Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm just a mess of excitement, a ball of energy. Let's get right into it. Don't try this with me. No, no, no. ESPN, we talked about this a bit yesterday. Don't try Sage Steele. Sage Steele is one of my favorite people. I got to send a picture. I just thought of it. Sage Steele, myself, Joey uh, Cora, whoever's the manager for, uh, what is it, the Boston Red Sox? We ended up watching the Cubs go to the World Series together in Wrigley. She was doing a sports center on the road. Uh, we were sitting there. I saw her go, Sage, yo. So she came up. Cora came up. He was very quiet. Sage and I were not because we were rooting like crazy for the Cubs. And the Cubs went to the World Series, and we were very, very happy. And it was a very good night. Anyway, long story short, ESPNNNN is being sued by Sage Steele. Sage Steele said, wait a second here. Just because I said Obama, whose mother is white, whose father is non-existent, she questioned. She had the audacity, ladies and gentlemen, to question, wait, look, Obama, what are you doing, man? Why do you think that uh, you should be black and not white? People got mad about that. Sage Steele, they were killing her. She was crushing her. ESPN, of course, got all upset. And next thing you know... Sage is like, wait a second, you can't take me off stuff. She is the driving force of basically the Women's Diversity Forum at ESPN. She got taken off of that because she wasn't black enough because of her conservative views. I was watching Elle Duncan, who hosted, I'm like, she ain't blacker than Sage Steele. I mean, I don't know, maybe just because you are a liberal means that you're black. But Sage is standing up. She's not accepting. I was texting with Sage uh, two nights ago. I'm like, good for you. She's like, yeah, we're not having it. No, 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 no. Good for Sage. $5,100, it looks like to me, or $501,000. And then, of course, to pay reasonable, reasonable lawyer fees. Screw that. That's not even close. Look, you can't put somebody in a box because they said something that was not racist, not sexist. It was nothing. It just went against the conservative, or excuse me, the liberal views of ESPN. All she said was, hey, look, I had to get the jab or I was going to get fired. It's kind of sick and I'm kind of scared because most women should have been at getting, if they listened, if they paid attention, if they weren't crazy, orange-haired, triple-masked idiots or Indianapolis Star reporters, they should have been nervous about it. I told you, smartest doctor that I know said to his family, don't yet get the jab, particularly women we don't know. That's all Sage Steele said. And they took her off SportsCenter. They took her off the NBA. They took her off of Forum. They suspended her. They forced her to make an apology. Now, people can say nobody forces you to make an apology. That's crap. Sage Steele is a divorced mother with a couple kids who pays palimony. I mean, what are you, insane? What, what do you guys think? That jobs just fly around? Oh, you shouldn't do that if you're really committed. Wait a second here. 
When you are in a job that you studied in college for, that you came up the ranks as an intern, and you have made it to she has made it to the higher level, highest level, and then the well, frankly, dumbasses that run ESPN, the smug little wokies that are so afraid to get look. I don't know. Uh, our diversity report isn't good. No, shut up. Uh, anyway, so Sage said, "Screw you. We are going to sue." Now, I got a friend who works at ESPN. I got other people who are like, well, I don't even know. Well, shut up. Start knowing. You know, people brag about what not, with not knowing what's going on in the country, and they're just annoying people. They're smug. They're ridiculous. Know what's going on. I mean, what the hell? Act like people. Act like human beings. Let's be people today. You know what I'm saying? Well, I didn't even know. about. It. Well, okay, then you're an idiot. And people brag about, well, you know, like they got these important lines. Well, you sail in the south of France? No, you live in Berwyn. Just stop. And good for Sage Steele not backing down. Thank goodness. and, And last thing, I watch all these women. Nicole Briscoe looks horrible, speaks horrible. Uh, looks like she's ready to just rip the head off the guy next to her doing the news. Uh, and she liked all kinds of tweets where they were defaming Sage Steele. What a pig this is. Seriously. What a horrible human being this person is. All these women at ESPN, where are you? I told you the story. Stephanie Drooley, one of the heads of ESPN, when I had uh, decided not to go in a pool with some idiot named Joanna Mellis, calls me about the women of ESPN are upset. I go, yeah, one of your college football reporters, a married mother of two, is stooping the guy here in Indianapolis. Uh, I don't care what the women of ESPN think. I know the women of ESPN are catty. They're self-involved. They're self-ridiculous. They're all little clout climbers because not one of them, not one, said a single word publicly in support of Sam Ponder when she got ripped by that clown, uh, Nancy Armour, or Sage Steele in her fight. Not one. And not one of the dudes did either. Where's Herb Street at? Where's any of these? Where's where's uh, Stephen A. Smith at? Where are Billis? Where are all these faces of ESPN? Where are they at defending their colleagues? What? Oh, Neil Everett's the greatest. My, oh, we're going to miss Neil Everett. Oh, great. Neil Everett's gone. He's a newsreader. Adios. I like Neil Everett. Jack. But anyway, none of these cowards are defending Sage Steele. None of these cowards will stand up and defend Sam Pond. They didn't come at me all they want, but they're all cowards. And the women of ESPN are the worst. Somebody asked me, what was the biggest difference at ESPN? I'll tell you the biggest difference. When I first started there, the makeup room was downstairs in building four. I had a great relationship with the makeup ladies. In fact, I got one who got divorced. Uh, I helped her get on Christian Mingle and SugarDaddy.com. True story. Another one was friends uh, with Jimmy Voiles, or uh, sister-in-law of Jimmy Voiles, the noted attorney here. I got to know all these people. And then it changed. Then they built a new ESPN. And then they had all these women come in. And even the makeup artists hated it. They're like, Jesus, what a pain in the ass. Yelling and screaming and loud and catty and just acting like idiots. If you see a woman on ESPN that is not Sage Steele, she is a pain in the ass. Just telling you. And a coward because they will not speak out. Where's Doris Burke? Doris Burke's this, this, you know, all these women 
are these freaking, uh, what's the right word? Ambassadors, uh, women's sports. Yeah? Where's Elle Duncan? Where's Elle Duncan, who from her sports center desk said, hey, look, daddies, girl dads, encourage your daughters to get divorces. Or not divorces, abortions. What? No, how about I teach my daughter not to throw it around, to have some self-respect and some self-pride and demand more. And I'm so proud of my daughter. She just broke up with her longtime boyfriend because she's like, yeah, uh, he doesn't treat me well enough. Damn right. Damn right. Don't give me a girl dad that's Kobe Bryant that's a former rapist. Give me a girl dad like this guy who teaches his daughter not to wag it all over the place. So just stop with that crap, L. Duncan. I haven't heard L. Duncan say one single word about transgender. Not one word. Coward. Coward. Well, you know, girl dads. uh, And then the whole, you know, lying about don't say gay bill when they cut in. ESPN, you're a fraud. Go get him. Go get him, Sage Steele. Uh, Anheuser-Busch, who would have thunk it? Oh, I'm shocked by this. No, I'm actually shocked that Anheuser-Busch didn't fire this self, well, what? not self-involved because I've already used it, this incredibly self-interested, ridiculous woman who says, I'm a businesswoman. Oh, yeah? Uh, Alisa Heinderschmidt, adios. Daniel Blake, adios. I guarantee you Daniel Blake is an effeminate male. And this Alyssa girl was so smug, so sure of himself, that, and so stupid, that I'm surprised they let her in the building the day after she went on her little thing. Hey, uh, this is Alyssa Heinerschmidt, I am a businesswoman that was part of a society at Harvard. Please hire me. Wait a second. Are you the one that capped out Anheuser-Busch? Are you the one that got on that video and didn't understand your own brand? Are you the one that was so woke and so stupid that you actually thought that this LGTQBEFG movement is more powerful in the buying market than regular Americans, regular heterosexual or even regular homosexual or even regular transgender Americans? You're so woke that you think this stupid ass movement, we told you there were two things about the Black Lives Matter movement. There were the protests, which were fine, except when they got violent. And of course there was the shady operation. Every African American that had a brain would tell you that. Every white dude that had a brain would tell you that. The woke white dude, the the crazy African, they're like, well, no, it's all great. No, no, no. We're two distinct things. Well, guess what? The Black Lives Matter, Inc. is gone broke. There's all kind of fraud. Prosecutors should be involved, but they're afraid. We tell you these things. Don't think that you should go against in terms of buying and, and in terms of what is right, the American people. Black, white, immigrant, doesn't matter. Because real American people don't need this clown sitting up there telling us we're bad people, we're not doing right by their brand, so we're going to go to this little fringe group to save the day. Get your ass out of the building would have been what I said to both of these people. The woman just happened to be the face. (laughs) But my God, what a face. Mm. There's a lot of Rodney Dangerfield slash Don Rickles jokes in that Face The historical figure, ladies and gentlemen, you know who I'm talking about, Karine Jean-Pierre. 
is a historical figure because she will have sex with men. She will have sex with women. So, and she's the press secretary. So who you have sex with makes you an historical figure. Look, full disclosure, when I was divorced, I would have thought myself to be a historical figure if I could have some night ran into Elizabeth Hurley. True. St- uh, hey, look, or some night I could have ran into, oh, I don't know, name somebody. A few drinks, a little dancing, a nice dinner. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't even have to be the sex. But I could have been a historical figure just by hanging out. In fact, I am a historical figure because if you go to my Twitter and you look at my thing about timing, it shows my beautiful wife and me kicking Michael Jordan's ass all in one tweet. So this is a historical figure. Who she's sleeping with, I'm sleeping with a girl. But you know what? I will do boys. That makes me a historical figure. That makes you a freak. Nah, what are you going to do? But anyway, the historical figure gets up there every day and lies to us. She's telling us today that Americans feel better about their finances under Biden. Really? The only finances I feel good about right now certainly isn't my 401k. It's what I'm doing with baseball betting, taking $100 and making it two grand. But let's hear from this historical sexual figure. And we have the data to prove it. We have uh, the numbers to show that his economic policy has indeed worked. Yeah, let me give you some numbers. You ready for some numbers? Can I just give you a few numbers? And these are simple numbers. And you know what's going to happen. Well, they actually can't do it. They can't do it in this regard because Trump is in here. But let me just give you some numbers. People think that I'm just the just a pretty face, okay? All right. Here is the inflation rate, which affects our pocketbooks in terms of food, energy, and rent. Uh, my stepson, Jared, is moving out today. He's going to Syracuse. He's got four other buddies. They're moving into a beautiful house. They all got jobs. And they're asking things like, all right, how much is it going to cost me for electricity? How much is it going to cost me for rent? What's the cost going to be for food, internet, cable, all that stuff? That's real. That's inflation. So here's the deal. The White House, Biden-O-Metric. So under Biden, inflation overall is up 15%. Food's up 18%. Energy, 37%. Rent, 13.5%. Under Trump, because you guys always like to say Trump, uh, four and a half, uh, 4.1%, the lowest of any president that I can remember, including Bush and Reagan and all the rest. All right. 3.6% food. That's it. And that was at the end. 16% energy, uh, 7.5% rent. Obama, 4.8% worse than Trump. 1.9%. Hey, look, good for you, Obama. 20, uh, 30% on energy. That's double Trump. 16% on rent. That's double Trump. Now, let's go to and compare with the worst president of my lifetime, Jimmy Carter, his inflation rate with the actual worst president of my lifetime, Joe Biden. Biden, overall 15%. Carter, 18.7%. Nobody other than Reagan is in is above 12.5%, and he brought it down from Carter. 24.5% is what Carter was, 18.3% on food. Energy, 37% for Biden, 18%, less than half for Carter, 14% on rent, 13.5% on Biden. Biden's the worst president. Biden's the worst president of my lifetime, and this idiot just sits there and lies. But hey, wait a second. 
There's more. Let's go to the next video. All of those things is building an economy, transforming the way we see the economy in a different way. In a way, again, that is equal, that does has equity at the center of it, and leaves no one behind. And the president is very proud, very proud in what he's been able to do in the last two years. Pride's one of the seven deadly sins. Of course he's proud. But hey, look, I want you to understand, we can look at this different ways. I am a historical figure, not because I fought in wars, not because I was a great athlete, not because I was a great poet, not because, well, frankly, I'm a great writer. No, I like to sleep with girls. And I'm up here on the podium. And I'll sleep with boys, too. But that's who I like to sleep with, so I'm a historical figure. All right. All right. But I ain't buying that this economy is in great shape. I ain't buying it. I look at numbers. Numbers can be skewed. Yeah, I look at the numbers when I go shopping. The difference in my bill, the difference in energy costs, the difference in gas prices. Look, I paid $3.19 yesterday, and I was excited. It was $1.79 right here at the get-go by my house. Uh, Derek Carr, my ass. I'm tired of Derek Carr. I don't know whether he's a great guy or not. I don't know. I know Derek Carr came into Indianapolis two years ago with an interim coach and dominated all of us. I mean, he dominated Indy uh, like it was his job. Derek Carr is sad. Derek Carr's wife cried. Let's let's see the tweet. You guys just put up my hat. There you go. I was mad. Spent nine years in a place. I would have said I don't even want the money just to play two more times in front of our fans. I didn't get that opportunity. So there's one eye, two eyes, three eyes, four eyes in that little sentence. I, 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 I. Let's go to the next one. His, his wife cried. Oh, man. Uh, he reveals the last straw in Republic uh, relationship. Once they made my wife cry, that's pretty much over. I will give you a story, as I always do. My wife, my first wife, Jackie White Dockage. We're sitting in David Hardesty's office, the president of West Virginia, and I have a yellow legal pad full of things like, well, you know, they paid this kid. Here's a quote from this other kid. Uh, you threw a game. That's why, you know, players told me that the uh, coaches and whatever, they threw a game. Uh, that's why the betting line went off. It was open to ver- It was all this stuff. They gave A's for fake classes. They did all this crap. I had a whole league, legal pad one. I go in to see David Hardesty, and he is the guy. He's the man. He is the uh, uh, president. And actually, I go see the AD, and the AD says, Dan, you know, let's go have a glass of iced tea on the back porch with Millie, my wife. And I'm like, I don't have a glass. I want to get this solved. What are you guys going to do about this? You know, whoa, 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 whoa. So I go in there. David Hardesty's the president. He's got one of these old buildings. He's got one of those Bear Bryant couches. You sit low, and he sits up on his little throne. And he starts smacking the desk when I tell him, telling me, Gail stands up. Gail Catlett is a great man. Gail was the coach. If you besmirch him, we're going to destroy you. And whoa. Now, normally, that would make Derek Carr's wife cry. My wife stood up. Jackie White Dockage never did this. I'm sitting there looking, and I start laughing because I always laugh when people say they're going to kick my ass, you know, when they threaten me. Or when I look at him, I go, oh, man, it'd take me about two seconds to whoop your ass, you fat, you know. But he's yelling at us, and he's the president, and okay. Uh, my ex-wife stands up and goes, uh, Dr. Hardesty, what do you mean destroy us? What does that exactly mean? Much more powerful coming from a woman to a guy. Of course, he gathered himself, 
Well, you know, well, Gail Catlett's a great man. He brought my wife's dead father home in a pine box. And but I go, hey, man, I don't know. I, I don't know nothing. But I've been here 23 minutes. You've been here 23 years, and this is what I got. So my wife, did, my, my ex-wife didn't cry. She stood up. Yeah, not publicly, when you need to. That's what you do. Uh, my, my wife, well, when, when Dr. Hardesty threatened me, uh, I, I cried. All right. Hey, we got Scott Lobato coming on here. He is, give me pizza or give me death. And if that, that, well, might be the greatest video of all time. Just a guy throwing pizza over the top. We'll play it for you, and Scott's going to come. Look, here's the deal. What is it about the Olympics, World Cup, and alcohol? In my world, you go to a sporting event, you have a beer. I was talking to Boog Shambi last night after the Cubs game. He called me because Lee's going up to the Cubs game, taking Tegan and one of her friends, and Boog's going to be nice enough and not get us tickets. I didn't ask. Uh, we're getting bleacher seats, but Boog's going to take pictures and have them come up around the second or third inning. So I'm talking to Boog last night, and he's like, what you been doing? I go, ah, nothing. You know, I, they're going to go to – the bleachers, have a couple beer. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. Well, apparently you're not supposed to do that at the World Cup or the Olympics. The Olympics, France, where they drink wine when they're six. They say, look at this. The sale of alcohol will be banned according to the publication. The sale of alcohol during the events will be allowed only in VIP areas and supporters will be able to drink in their boxes. Man, they're coming for our kids, according to the crazy gay, lesbian, transgender, whatever the hell they are, drag queens. Now they're coming for our pizza. Now they're coming for our booze. What are we, what are we, Quakers? Well, we, I went long time ago, after the wall fell. Uh, we went to Munich. We went to Germany. We went to Berlin. We went to Auschwitz. We went to Dachau. We had a nice trip. And you could clearly see one side, West Germany. Man. Cars, there was bright. Clearly the other side when you went into East Germany. Holy hell, it was dank, it was dark. Everything was, it was like you had to walk around with your head down. Horrible. Are we starting to go back to East Germany? We're banning things? We should be enhancing things. Not psychedelics, but it should be, look, (laughs) you come to the Olympics in Paris and viva la France. We're going to have the finest wines. We're going to get out the best champagne. By the way, champagne was made in France. We're going to celebrate the fact that we're all boozers. And and it's going to cause us trouble. But we're going to get extra security. Because let's be honest, nationalism, which ends up happening when you root for sports in the Olympics, combined with alcohol, holy capesta, my eyes are burning. You know you're going to have a problem. But so what? So what? Why do we always have to? Why do we always have to limit people? We should be enhancing. Hey, look, I'm going to go to Paris. I'm going to go to watch rowing, and they're going to have the greatest wines ever there. And I can't wait. Uh, There are some great French breweries. I don't know if there are or there aren't, but that's what I'd be saying. Look, there's some great French breweries, but we're limiting. Are you kidding me? The hero and defender of all things pizzeria, Scott Lobato, Lobato is going to join us at the bottom of the hour, and he's protesting exactly what I'm talking about. 
He's protesting. They want to get rid of wood-burning stoves. They want to get rid of gas. They want to get rid of all the things that make pizza. Are you going to get rid of alcohol you're next at sporting events? Well, you know. Uh, what, what could be worse? Seriously, I just want you to think about this. You go to a sporting event. Cubs game is on, right? Cubs-Phillies last night. You go to a sporting event. You got your kid there. Some guy gets drunk. He's hammered. He's a mess. Okay, he's drunk. He's hammered. He's a mess. Let me ask you a question. Is what he's going to see there going to be worse than what we saw in New York, in Minneapolis, in Seattle, in Toronto, at the, quote, pride parades with old men and their old man droppy-ass bodies swinging around their Johnson? Is it going to be worse in the Cubs game? Is it going to be worse? I do not think so. No, he'll see worse at a freaking gay parade than he will with drunken dudes at the Cubs game. Now, drunken dudes may fight, but you know what? The kid's got a story for a lifetime. Don't tell me about the children. No, 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 no. No, I don't want to hear about the children. The children going to a gay pride parade are going to see the most ridiculous, gross, disgusting stuff. You go to a, a, a something in Paris, I'm going to the biking. I want a beautiful stand full of crepes and croissants and wine and champagne, and I want it now. Ridiculous. Has me kind of pissed off. Uh, Brittany Griner is in the news. When Brittany Griner speaks, she's really stupid. Like, really stupid. Like, I want to ask, I mean, I know she's very insecure. You can tell it in her eyes. We should have already had the option to use charter flights. It's a shame that it had to get to rock bottom. When you play the let's wait and see game, you're really playing with fire. You're playing with people's lives. Then don't play basketball. I mean, if walking through an airport is so bad because some guy asks you, well, is America great? If it's so bad, if it's so rock bottom, then don't play sports. I tell you what, there is a nice, I'm sure she's got a lot of money. I'm sure she's capping it. I'm sure she's doing her thing. So guess what? Find yourself a nice plot of land, live in the middle of it, don't worry about it. I'll tell you this, you do deserve private planes when you make enough money as a league to afford a private plane. It's just that simple. What? Somebody said, hey, Brittany, did you screw Putin? Oh, my God. And you had security with you. Hey, I was stuck out right there in the middle of Carver Hawkeye Arena. You can look this up. When a state trooper put on his Facebook, if anyone's in Carver Hawkeye Arena, shoot Dockage in the head. Hey, he did. That is rock bottom. She's an idiot. I'm sorry. I, I want to. And, you know, I was first up. I was first up saying she shouldn't be in jail that long. But now that she's out of jail, honest to God, rock bottom. You know, it's just too bad. Everybody got to be the victim. There's no reason to be the victim. Don't be the victim. Be the man. Don't be the victim. Be like my man Scott Lobato. Throwing pizza over the fence. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be him. Give me pizza. Or give me death. Lastly, speaking idiots, Dennis Rodman back in the news. Look, when you're a crazy, cross-dressing maniac, uh, you know, you're going to stay in the news. You just are. You know, you're going to stay in the news, and we're going to have to listen to you. I, I, I can't hardly dignify this, but this idiot, let's listen to him talk about Larry Bird and how Larry Bird would be playing in Europe. He couldn't last in the NBA now. We got a video on that one? If. Larry Bird playing this era, I think he'd be in Europe. 
<laughs> so I'm just letting you know, man. Really, you know, I like I said, don't just say you be somewhere over there. But as you know, I, his game was fit for Boston at that time in the '80s and stuff like that. You know, but uh, so uh, today's world, oh hell no, there's, there's no way. I'm not this this uh. Play, uh, downplaying him because he's a great player at that time, just like I was. And uh, but I'm saying no, there's no way, no way. I think I think the kid from uh, Denver is way better. Him. He's just a moronic racist, and he's stupid. Uh, he's just stupid. Is uh, he's, he's just stupid? I mean, I'm sorry. He, you know, I hate. You know, you think about what we talk about on this show, and you just hate. Like, you got the view, you got this idiot. You know, look, okay, yay, you sold some shirts. Yay, now you're broke. Yay, all right. Larry Bird couldn't play in the modern NBA. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, hey. <laughs> He's a racist. He's a dumbass. Well, he's pretty smart, man. No, nobody's smart that has to go around looking like that at 60-some years old. It's, I'm sorry, you're just not. I love all people, content of character over, over color of skin, but he's an idiot. That's all. He's just an idiot. Uh, I can't help you. Yeah. Hey, uh, give me pizza or give me death, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Scott Lobato made, well, history, I would say. We're going to get into what he's mad about, why he decided to throw pizzas over the gate downtown at the New York City government building. And cops didn't do nothing. Cops were pretty cool. Give me pizza or give me death next. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Scott Lobato joins us. Uh, here's the video. This was awesome. My, my crowd here, including Jennifer and others, our YouTube demanded that we have Scott on the show today because of this right here and other things, but this mostly from yesterday. The woke idiots who run this city are doing everything in their power to destroy it. We have naked men with their titties bouncing around all over the city yesterday in public in front of children. We have the most violent raging crime rate ever. We are being invaded by illegal immigrants who are being treated way better than our homeless veterans, our teachers, and first responder heroes who were fired, still not compensated because they didn't take the Fauci injection. Our city schools produce the dumbest kids and the woke punks who run New York City are afraid of pizza 
The world used to respect New Yorkers as tough, thick-skinned, and gritty. Now we have become pacified. It's a damn shame. You heard of the Boston Tea Party? Well, this is the Boston, New York, this is the New York Pizza Party. Give us pizza or give us death. <laughs> That's a good looking Give pie. us pizza or give us death. Give us pizza or give us death. I'm sitting here clapping, Scott. That is fantastic. Uh, those gates, explain to people, number one, where those gates lead to, and number two, <laughs> what you're protesting and explain it to folks relative to pizza. Uh, those are the gates to uh, the entrance to uh, City Hall in Manhattan, New York, where our <laughs> wonderful mayor uh, conducts his insanity. Um, I'd like to uh, start off with uh, giving a quick lesson to Al Gore and uh, that little chick from Hansel and Gretel. Here we have an image. See, this here this big giant circle. This is the sun. This is a raging ball of a vicious fire. And this tiny little dot right here, right there, that's planet Earth. Now, when she gets pissed off, when she gets in her mood, whether it was a million years ago, 50 years ago, or yesterday, she controls the thermostat to this little dot right here. Not pizza. Not my SUV. And not pal flatulence. It's insane, my friend. <laughs> hey, look, this insanity started for me when people, you talked about that Greta Thornburg. I'm like, who is this kid? Like this child that we're listening to and when I realized however many glaciers we had when El Gore was born, we have the exact same many glaciers right now after these idiots keep talking to us, Scott. Listen, it's not just about money grabbing because this is pretty much what it is. I have traveled this country three times over in the last 20 years, painting flags and spreading the gospel of patriotism. And I've met every human being you can. I am an artist in New York City. I have friends on all sides of the spectrum. But I've learned that people that are so insane like this, including these people putting the windmills out on the ocean now, in the ocean, you see this, and the East Coast, we have all these whales washing up dead. These are the same people that trying to save the whales that are killing the effing whales with these windmills and exotic birds and bald eagles. These people are self-loathing. See, they never followed their particular dream because they got too distracted with all of this politically correct woke bullcrap and the oversensitive insanity going on that they didn't follow their dream. So they, they hate themselves for this. And therefore, hating themselves brings them to say, well, if I'm miserable, then Scott Lebedo has to be miserable and he can't eat any goddamn pizza. That's what it is in a <laughs> nutshell, my friend. Hurt people hurt people. That's kind of a motto. All right, 
what are they trying? Let's go through New York City because what's happening here with the pizza and the ovens is going to spread. It started as a right-wing conspiracy, but as we've seen, 99% of right-wing conspiracies seem to be proven true over a little bit of time, right? So what are they trying to do in New York specific to pizza, specific to stoves and ovens? This The usual insanity, my friend. Apparently, these 100 brick, uh, brick oven, wood-burning, coal-burning pizza ovens, which makes the most delicious pizza you've ever had in your life, these 100 of them are destroying the ozone. And our wonderful politically correct woke mayor and the EPA and administration here they want to cut emissions down by 75%. So instead of trying to stop the congestion in our city, and they keep putting these bike lanes and walkways and closing streets down for people to walk around and have fresh air, it only makes more traffic in the city, causing more emissions to kill the people per se. But they want to blame it on a hundred pizza ovens and these poor people with these small mom and pop businesses pizza new york is nothing without pizza people come tourists come here for the pizza yeah they take a ride on a ferry boat to see the statue of liberty but they come in here for the pizza and they want to push these people out or charge them another twenty thousand dollars to clean and put this new system in to regulate the it's effing pizza it's not, it's not an asphalt factory. Hey, uh, you referenced a couple things that we've been talking about. You know, the pride, quote, pride parades, it's, it, it comes down to either people, for whatever the reason, in New York, I guess it was New York, getting naked, dudes getting naked, wagging their thing in front of children. I always thought that in New York, Chicago, uh, my city, Indianapolis, I always thought that if you got naked as a dude and showed your uh, junk to kids, not only were you going to get arrested for a decent exposure, but you were going to be considered a pedophile. Uh, New York and other places say this is okay. What are we doing? Listen, again, I'm an artist in New York City. Yeah, I'm conservative, but I have very liberal heart at times. I'm very open-minded. And the left doesn't like that, that I'm a conservative that has compassion and I'm open-minded. I know a lot of gay people in this community. Remember, I'm in the arts. I'm also a bar fly. Since the 80s, I hung out in every bar and nightclub you could imagine. And you know who was hanging out all together and nobody was complaining about anything? Blacks, Jews, Muslims, gays, trans and we all got along. We made fun of each other. I was the token grease ball. And we all made fun of each other in these bars. We enjoyed ourselves. We all had different lives, but we all got along. And now this woke stuff that I saw coming 30 years ago is here. Now back to this whole trans thing and the pride thing. I don't have a problem with people do. I don't care. We never did. Everything was going fine. And then you get this handful, just a handful of radicals like they have in the black community and any other in the LGBTQ community that say, no, we're going to take this to the limit and we're going to jam this stuff down children's faces. No, 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 not happening. You could do what you want, have all the parades you want. You want displays at Target. Go ahead. 
But when you involve children and you jam it down everybody's throat all day, every day, the answer is no. And that's well, that's fine, right? We're worried about pizza. But we can have a dude with his boobs flipping around wide open in front of children. That is an effing no, period. And, 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 you know, I don't understand, you know, usually, Scott, what I try to do is I try to understand the other side. I, I, I call it, I think, beyond my nose. I try to understand the other side. I will not understand some guy, man, adult male, that wakes up in the morning and says, you know what, I'm going to go to a parade, I'm going to strip down naked, ride a bike, walk down the street, and I'm going to hand out candy to little kids. I don't understand a guy that says, you know what, I am going to dress as a drag queen. I'm going to put on fake boobs, uh, hair, makeup, and I'm going to go twerk and teach children how to tuck bucks. There is no other side of this to me. To me, maybe to others, but not to me, Scott. Zero. There is no other side. And there is a great amount of those in the gay community and the trans community who are against that, who are against what's happening. But their voices aren't being heard. And in my, I reach out all the time on my social media. I say, listen, I'm a straight heterosexual, I'm a heterosexual conservative Trump supporter, but I am your best, I'm your best friend right now because I'm that middle ground guy. And if you're gonna, if you think that I'm wrong and I'm a homophobe because I don't want drag queens twerking their junk in front of five-year-olds, you think I'm, I'm bad, a bad person? F you, I don't care, I go to sleep at night. If you people in the LGBTQ community, if you're smart, you would put a squash on this handful of radicals that are ruining not only your good fight that you went through to have equality all of these years. They are destroying everything. They're making the rest of the country say, you know what? Everything was fine, but now you just woke us up again, and we're going to put a stop on this, this, and this, and everybody's going to be labeled, and that's how we get divided, because we keep letting these handful of radicals take over everything. So that LGBTQ community, you better start speaking up, because there's only a handful of them in your community that's destroying your community. Not us. What... uh First off, what place did you get the pizzas from? It looked like Joe's. It looked good, really, really good. And what the cops do? Cops do anything? I cannot reveal that uh... information on the grounds of discrimination and without the presence of my attorney. I'm from Staten Island, New York, and I have about 20 best friends that own the greatest pizzerias. And if I mention one, I will get shot from the other 20. I'm Italian. It's Staten Island. You understand. And uh, the police did absolutely, uh, listen, a lot of comments came through when I did that. People were like, I can't believe the cops showed up in five seconds when there's murder happening uptown. Slow down. Nobody is the biggest supporter of the police department than me. I painted that blue line, if you remember, a couple of years ago, a thousand feet feet long in Staten Island in front of the precinct to bring love to this city's police force that have been humiliated and degraded. And these cops were right there because they're posted at City Hall. You see where that gate was? There's a booth where cops are posted because uh, there's always a lot of crazy people. Hello. That are doing stuff over at City Hall. Uh, so they came right over because I was doing my thing. And they were like, Scott, we don't want to arrest you, but we're going to have to if you keep doing this. And 
And I said, you know what? Not to bring any more heat on you. I don't want the attention and respect to you. I said, I'll just take the summons. And they were like, all right, thank you, whatever. So it was great. It was what it was. I got my point across. Listen, for the last 24 hours, it was the shot heard around the world. And who would think? See, this is the beauty of being a creative protester, an artist, a patriotic conservative activist, is that I could have just screamed across the fence. I could have painted a picture of pizza. But no, it's about visual stimulation. That's what art is to provoke. Art provokes emotion. So the visual of an Italian New Yorker flinging real pizza over the fence after this woke ass mm, just pulled this, this, this law down, trying to make this happen, shutting down pizzerias. It just turned out to be the Boston Tea Party, but the Manhattan Pizza Party. And people heard it. Uh, people demanded that I get you on our show with the give me pizza or give me death reference. That was spectacular. Hey, I see the paintings behind you. I want people to support you. How can people support you? Great looking stuff behind you. Very patriotic. Thank you. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my main love is the American flag and uh, good patriotism and my veterans because I never served. People ask me all the time because I am so patriotic. And I'm like, I never served. I, I just, you know, I live the life of an American dream. You know, I don't have money. I don't need, I am rich with freedom to express myself as I choose, as I did just the other day with the pizza, as I do on my canvas. And I owe that all to that red, white, and blue, beautiful, the most beautiful work of art to me is the Star Spangled Banner and the men and women who made that ugly sacrifice so I can be this crazy son of a bitch. So I dedicate, you know, my life to promoting and preserving the greatness of this country. And especially now, I mean, like I said, I've been doing this for 35 years. I knew this time would come. I knew this politically correct woke beast would totally blossom. And nobody listened to me because I've been doing this crazy activism for 30 years and I was the tinfoil hat guy. Now, now they treat me like I was Presley because they understand what I was trying to say. Um, but if people want to, you know, uh, I sell my artwork and my originals. I sell hand signed prints that are cheaper and stuff. And you want to see uh, all the other stuff I've done as a trailer for my documentary coming out about what I do, like throwing pizza and protesting. And it's all on my website, scottlobato.com. Um, and you follow me That's on Instagram right. and Twitter. I rant every day like this. Every day. Let go to scottlebato.com. Give support to somebody that's out there fighting. Our friend Jennifer makes a great point on Twitter. She's like, look, it seems like there are many, many instances where the government, this particular administration, wants to kill all small businesses. Big corporations are in bed with the government. The government wants to control every aspect of our lives. Scott, keep up the good fight. That's from one of our many listeners, everybody loves you. Our show is perfect for you because we feel as you feel. That's what I want to hear. The more <laughs> the merrier. We will win this. We will win this. I'm telling you. Do not give up the shit. It's my favorite battle cry. Take care. Uh, my new favorite one is give me pizza or give me death. That's going to ring true. <laughs> I'm going to make T-shirts about it. Scott, thank you, my friend. Scott Labedo. 
Bet.com. Go in there, take a look, see what you can buy. Go support this man who is clearly a patriot. And in this world, let's be honest, man, uh, being a patriot gets you crushed sometimes, but you know what? Screw them all. Screw them all. I think before 9 o'clock every day on this show or before 10, I get called a bigot, a racist, blah, 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 for just saying stuff like that. Saying stuff like, look, the mayor of New York is destroying the city, and if you don't know, you don't know. All you got to do is pay a little bit of attention. Crime is through the roof. Look at what's happening on, on the subways. More importantly, look what's happening in terms of accountability. Dude saves lives on the subway, and he has to go and face charges. It's ridiculous. I've got a list here. I've got a list here of different racist, ridiculous, idiotic comments and posts by people at ESPN. Now, I want you to think about this. So Sage Steele, people are asking me, what, what's Sage fighting for? Well, she's saying, look, Disney and ESPN, I just said, hey, I don't want to take the jab. I think it's dangerous. Company's making me, so I took it. She's just saying Obama's mother raised him. She's he, She is white. He continues to say he's black. And I guess, she said, uh, in response to having a black father who is a deadbeat dad. Here are 10 times, and this is a great article. You can get this at Outkick.com, only at Outkick.com. And our friend Bobby Barak has it. Here's the deal. Here are 10 times that ESPNers on the air or on Twitter, so very, very publicly, went racist. Let's go through them. Bomani Jones. Bomani Jones went on to discuss Donald Trump's arrest on his ESPN podcast and talked about white guy this, white guy that. J.A. Adande, who is actually a professor and a well-liked professor at Northwestern. He downplayed the genocide against the Muslims in the Xinjiang region of China, which is a big deal, actually a big deal here in Indianapolis. Uh, These folks, however, migrated here to Indianapolis, and they have had rallies on Monument Circle. But anyway, uh, by saying red state voting laws are just as harsh as genocide. That's J.A. Adande. Now, you and I both know every one of these people is going to be African-American. Jamal Hill called then-President Donald Trump when she was working for ESPN a white supremacist. L. Duncan interrupted a college basketball game to express her opposition. Listen to this fraud to a bill prohibiting the sexual indoctrination of third graders. Third graders. Dan Lebetard called ESPN's no politics ban cowardly while working at ESPN radio. They allowed all these people to continue. L. Duncan using ESPN studio, their equipment, and their producers demanded that people like me Girl dads speak up so their daughters can have abortions in all 50 states. Screw you, L. Duncan. I taught my daughter to have self-respect. I taught my daughter to demand better by the people she hangs with. But L. Duncan who uh, uh, goes to the low, well, well, dad, speak up. We want to have abortions. Maybe I don't. 
Who the hell are you to get on ESPN using ESPN stuff? And where the hell are you, Jimmy Patero and Norby Williamson and Stephanie Drewley and Mike Roberts and all you frauds that continue to screw up and get promoted? Take your damn network back. Jesus. Max Kellerman degraded Trump supporters as susceptible to very low-quality information and easy to propagandize and almost immune to facts. On air, Max effing Kellerman, a dipshit boxer. Mark Jones is the best. I work with Mark Jones. Mark Jones, I had two of the guys that work with him, both African-Americans, say, Dan, Mark Jones whiter than you. But Mark Jones, when all this came out, married to a white woman, living in the suburbs, which makes his kids half white, falsely accused white police officers of trying to shoot him and shared DeSantis tweets or DeSantis, excuse me, let me start again, and shared tweets calling Ron DeSantis a member of the KKK. All of these are worse than anything actual that Sage Steele said. Oh, the diversity hire of all time, Malika Andrews, used the NFL draft show to protest a Supreme Court ruling in favor of giving abortion rights back to the states. So this woman wants us to support her views on on abortion on ESPN's air. This girl's like 12. She'll know her ass from third base. Accused wife beater, Howard Bryant, who, because I always thought he was gay, I was shocked that he had a wife, published an anti-American January uh, 6th focused race-baiting column on ESPN's homepage. A wife beater. That should be enough to, I don't care if you're gay, straight, black, white, wear a little hoop earring, and be as gay as hell, as straight as hell, I don't care. Wife beater eliminates you from a public job like that, in my humble opinion. We did not hear Chris LaPlanca say anything about it. He said this, at ESPN, we embrace different points of view. Dialogue and discussion makes this place great. Right. Right. You know, you've got these fragile little rats like, oh, I don't know, Ryan Clark and Nicole Briscoe, who refused to appear on air with Sage Steele. Ryan Clark won a Diversity Hire of the Year award at the Emmys or the Sports Emmys. Good for him, man. You think Ryan Clark's the best analyst? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, Chris LaPlanca. That's what makes this place great. Racist, sexist, stupidity. We'll be right back. I can't deal with idiots. I've thrown papers everywhere. I don't even know what's next because I threw stuff everywhere. The hell's next? We'll be right back. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Uh, she's an Indianapolis legend. She is now becoming a quickly a Fox legend, will be 1,000% an outkick legend, and of course, a <laughs> UFC legend and an ESPN legend. She, ladies and gentlemen, is Charlie Arnold, and her show is going to start up here as football season starts. But you see her, you know her, you love her. At least uh, my, fan, my friends do whenever they see her on Fox News. But we got to get right into the UFC. I got to ask you a question. Here's yes. the deal. Uh, I saw where Mark Zuckerberg actually won awards for jujitsu and whatever. Mm -hmm. There's talk of a Elon Musk brawl. This guy who I'm sure, you know, George's St. Pierre, you obviously know him. I know who he is. He's offering to train Musk two things. One is this fight actually even have a possibility of happening. <laughs> and two, does Musk have even a shot? Okay, so I love that, you know, this ordinarily would be just one of those spoof type of deals where people are like, no way, right. no way. But I'm telling you, Dana White made it clear he spoke to both men. And, you know, at, at the point at which he talks to them and gets involved, because Elon Musk had said he wants, you know, the the full experience in a in a Vegas octagon. So obviously UFC is naturally the host of a fight like this. So Dana White personally talks to both of these men. And Dana White was like, listen. They are both dead serious about making this happen. So I am telling you, I do believe there is a real possibility we could see this fight go down. Now, I don't know when. Uh, I have to imagine it's not going to be for some time because, like you just mentioned, like, does anyone, does Musk even have a shot? Like, there needs to be some training involved. Uh, but I think that there is a real possibility of it happening. Uh, both of these guys are egomaniacs. We know that, right? I mean, it's clearly not about the money. Um, so I could see like some type of charitable aspect perhaps being involved or, you know, something of that nature. But, you know, bragging rights definitely on the line here. But I hope it happens. And as far as Musk having a shot, I do believe he does because uh, he's Elon Musk. I mean, he obviously has gotten to where he has because he is the hardest worker in the room. Uh, he's, you know, at one point was the richest guy in the world. Uh, I don't know what what. Uh, place he ranks right now on that list but he's not going to do anything with the idea of coming in second place so I see him training really hard and in fact there are several people who have stepped up offering to help Elon Musk train because Mark Zuckerberg is already trained in jiu-jitsu so it's Musk that needs most of the training but uh he's got the size on him that will be a huge advantage if he can really get his skills together I used to do this to my kids um I used to call it the size. And what I would do is I would <laughs> grab them, get them under me, and just lay on them. And you I would sound go, like I would Elon Musk. Like this on... Right. That's what I'm saying. That's why I like Musk. He's going with the walrus. Yes. Yes. It's it's a good strategy, right? I mean, if you've got – that's what I'm saying about the size. If you have enough size on you, then it's not even about what you can accomplish. It's just you just get on top of them, disable them a bit. And then he gets worn out by trying to get out from under you. And that's it. Fight's over. Tap, tap, tap. <laughs> Do you think, because you're involved in this, you know what sells and what doesn't sell. Do you think this fight would sell? Oh, my. Would it sell? It would be 
insane because this isn't just going to attract fight fans. This is going to attract tech nerd fans. I mean, who doesn't want to see two of the richest tech billionaires in the world going at it in an octagon? It's just one of those scenarios where you think like, like you had to ask at the beginning, could this even happen? If this actually happens, it's going to be so mind blowing. No one in the world is not going to know that it's happening. Everyone's going to be aware about it. And, and if anyone can get in front of a TV and, you know, have the ability to watch it, which I imagine it will be on every single bar in every single city in every single state country, you know, it's, it's for sure. It's going to be huge. And Dana White said, he sees this being the highest selling fight in history, even bigger than McGregor Mayweather. So, yeah, it's going to be insane. Uh, all right. I'm taking your all's words for it. I, <laughs> I, 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 I just was like, I don't know. I mean, maybe UFC fans, but you're right. I mean, every techno nerd, every, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, I, I sometimes, Charlie, I think about the things that we talk about on this show and how ridiculous the real world is. Yes. And this is one of those things, right? I mean, at least at least when we're talking about real world insanity, at least this doesn't make you want to throw up, right? Right, right. Right. I'll t speaking of throwing up, uh, I got to tell you, I'm a 60-year-old man. I mean, I'm hot as hell, built like a brick blank house. I understand that. I got all this going here, you know. But I ain't getting naked walking down the street of New York or Toronto or Milwaukee in front of anybody, much less kids, Charlie. That made me throw up. Yeah, and let me just give you a little bit of a glimpse of what my Sunday looked like, and you will not be jealous, I can guarantee you. Where I live, the neighborhood, is at the origination point of the parade. Okay. So, so I not only had to watch all of these maniacs do their disgusting, you know, dancing and chanting like this here, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children, is just beyond oh. me because this is what we've been saying all along. Like, do what you got to do in your bedroom. Like, by all means, have fun, enjoy it. I wish you the best. Don't bring the kids into it. But yet here they are with like stripper tassels on and literally – their main prerogative is to let everybody know they're coming for the kids. It's just, it's really disgusting. And there was just so many other signs that I saw over the course of the weekend, whether it was in person or on social media, you know, celebrating abortions or, uh, you know, top surgeries and all the different likes of, you know, the, the madness that's going on. I'm like, who brings their kids to this? You know, there was just so many kids I saw. And in fact, I was going to go to brunch on Sunday and there's a rooftop. Like I said, I'm at the origination point of, of the parade. So I was also barricaded within my neighborhood. I, I couldn't get anywhere. It was horrible. But I was going to go to get brunch on this rooftop that was not too far off from where the parade route was going. I go up and I see this little boy. And he was looked like he had just gotten out of the swimming pool. You know, he was just wearing swim trunks. Um, so he was half naked. And I was like a little bit like, what is he doing over there? And so I asked the hostess, I'm like, what's going on here? And she's like, oh, it's a drag brunch. And I'm like, okay, so we have like a half naked little boy in a drag brunch going on in the same, you know, 10, 10 square feet. I, I just, yeah. I'm like, what the hell are these parents think? I just don't understand it. And I literally, I was so disgusted that I was like, I can't eat brunch here and I will not support this place. So I left immediately. 
You know, I, I was just talking uh, to Scott Lebedo. I, I, you know, the give me pizza or give me death. Oh my God, I love City it. Hall in New York. <laughs> I just asked him the same question. I'll ask you. Like, I always try to look at the other side because there's, you know, there's two sides. But I can't figure out the other side of letting your kids be involved in this, or I can't understand the other side of, hey, look, I'm an adult man. I think today I'm going to dress up in makeup and a wig and put on a rack and, and an ass and all that and twerk <laughs> in front of children or walk down, you know, Park Avenue naked in front of kids. I can't understand that other side, Charlie. Well, I think from the side of the LGBTQ community, I do understand it because this has been their prerogative all along, like indoctrinating children and destroying the social fabric of our society is their goal. So from their side, I can totally see it. Like this is, we're playing right into their hands. Uh, but as far as, you know, then the view of the other side, that's where I don't see uh, this any yeah. of this making sense because, you know, I get tolerance. Like uh, teaching tolerance is super important. And I think that everyone should be accepting of others. You know, I don't think people should be, um, mistreated for their beliefs or how they decide to live their lives. That's all good. But that's not what we're saying here. This isn't about tolerance or acceptance. This is the fact that we don't need to celebrate uh, your sexuality. And especially when it's it's happening in such a forceful and degenerate manner where it's not just, you know, like it was at one point, like, you know, you have someone in a, in a skirt in a crop top walking down the street. Now it's like, they've taken their clothes off and they're twerking. Like it's just getting worse and worse as, as the days go by. And that's where I just don't understand how parents can say, this is something I want my kids exposed to because even in the more traditional manners, I think a lot of parents would agree. They don't want their kids learning even about ordinary sex, you know, between a man and a woman, like uh, that's not appropriate. Like even normal, uh, pornography or, you know, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, that's not something that kids would have been taught anyways. It, it, that should be totally kept out of their lives in general. Uh, so it's, I, I don't know. I don't know why parents suddenly are, are, are allowing their kids into these situations. I've always said, I, I don't care who you're having sex with. I don't. I mean, you want to have sex with dudes, have sex with dudes. You want to have sex with women, have whatever you want. I mean, that's great. great. But I don't need to be. I don't need to be told about it. And I applaud the NHL for saying, "Hey, no more, no more of yes. these pregame jerseys." I, I applaud them. I'm go We're going to Wrigley Field this weekend. I, I don't need Pride Night. I don't need to know who you're having sex with. It's none of my business, and I don't want it to be my business. Yeah, I think it's really important that the NHL took this step because so many organizations have been so scared to really make a blanket call to say we're just not going to involve ourselves with this, not because. We don't want everybody who wants to attend our games to attend our games by all means, but we're not here to celebrate the sexuality of others. We're here to play a sport and we're also not here to impress other people's beliefs or lifestyles upon our players or our fans. Like that's just how it should be. And I really think this is important because I think that now that they've, they've taken this step, I think moving forward, there will be other sporting organizations who will feel more comfortable saying, listen, we're not going to make this a league-wide policy that you need to be wearing the pride flag or the trans flag or whatnot. I think if individual teams decide that they want to celebrate something on a given night or just amongst their organization, that's one thing, but it shouldn't be a league-wide call, I think, under any circumstances. And I don't think that players should be penalized for not celebrating 
these lifestyles. I mean, this is just, it's not fair. If, if we were, you know, you, you have like players who come from different religious backgrounds. Like for some of them, this isn't just about a personal preference. This is like going against everything that was instilled in them since they were children uh, that just goes against their culture and religious beliefs. So I just feel like it's totally wrong. And, you know, the whole idea of being inclusive actually just has become so exclusive. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, last, last thing, Travis Kelsey, he taught Joe Biden how to walk upstairs, huh? <laughs> Travis Kelsey is a gem and should be protected at all costs. Um, I love yeah. that he, you know, I love that players are feeling more comfortable. Just, I, it's not even a political thing. This is just, even if it wasn't Joe Biden, it was someone else that was coming to speak that had a history of tripping across the stage or, you know, not being able to stand up straight. I mean, it's just, that's funny. Like, Dan, if you were walking down the street and you tripped in front of me, you know, if you were injured, it would be one thing. But if you just tripped, I would laugh. Like, that's just, it's a funny thing. And I would expect you to probably laugh if I tripped. Uh, so I think that it's great that players are feeling more comfortable, that they can just be themselves. And uh, Joe Biden certainly deserves to be laughed at. I mean, it's every day he has something new that comes up where you're just left scratching your head like, this is actually the man leading our country. This is the man representing us across the way. It's really, really interesting <laughs> to know that this is the best that we could come up with. Uh, but hopefully it's not much longer. And I mean, listen, please, Jesus, like make something. There needs to be some type of divine intervention, if nothing else. <laughs> You know, I did. I did help. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. My wife ran in a she power half marathon the other a Sunday downtown Indy, and I always go to meet her and take video. And and we were walking, and an elderly lady fell on a curb. I did not laugh. I helped her up. I got her a chair. Uh, but I gotta tell you, if it were you, or I would assume if it were me, laugh your ass off. If I just trip going upstairs, I got no problem with it. None. Yeah. Zero. The, 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 there's so many funny things. And I, I also was really loving his uh, hand on his heart the other day when he realized that it was not the United States <laughs> national anthem. Right. And he slowly, right. you know, he was like, not sure what to do. And he's like, really just taking a sweet time, bringing it down. So hopefully no one would notice, but we all noticed. Right. <laughs> Right, of course. Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Hey, thanks, <laughs> yeah. Charlie. Appreciate you for coming on. Thank you Good so to much. See you, Dan. Bye. She's awesome. The show's going to start coming up in the fall. Uh, Charlie Arnold is going to be fantastic. She's awesome on Twitter. She's awesome on Instagram. She's awesome on TikTok. She's awesome on every Fox outlet. Yeah, look, I'm an American hero. Uh, I am. I'm sorry. I am. Uh, my American heroism continues. Those of you that know me, Lee and I were driving down. We were in the back of an Uber going from the airport uh, towards Marco Island a few years ago. Swear to God, all of a sudden this pin, not Pinto Bronco was going like this. And then it flipped off the side of the road. The driver was going to keep going. I yelled, stop, pull over. So we pulled over. I ran out. Uh, and I got to the driver. He had to be an illegal immigrant because he didn't want any part of anything. But I got him out of the window, and I said, man, you got to come up here and sit. He was looking around like, man, if I could run, I would run. Then a lot of other people stopped. But I'm like, you got to get away from this car because I've seen enough movies, right? 
I've seen enough movies where, hey, look, the car blows up. Uh, so we got him away. I got him to the guardrail. Lee's out there with me. And then people showed up, uh, called 911. And then a few years ago, uh, two years, three years, I'm driving home with my buddy Cam Safali. We've been at Wrigley. We take a trip to Wrigley. We go eat lunch. We go to the game. We drive home. It's what we do. About 2.30 in the morning, my, my road is up here. It's kind of dark on 79th Street. Cam's driving. I go, Cam, somebody's screwed up up here because there was a car. Here was the road this way. There was a car this way and a guardrail. <laughs> so I go, pull up. There, sure enough, is a car on the guardrail perpendicular, or par- not parallel, perpendicular to the road. I, I, he stops. I jump out. I go running. The light's on inside. There's nobody there. I go around the other side. There's nobody there. I'm looking for a kid or anything. Cam runs up this side. The lady who drove the car had crashed into every. There's trees. There's stuff everywhere. She's in the ravine behind. We get her out. She is hammered, smoked. Turns out she's my neighbor's daughter. Police EMTs come. We leave, find out later, nobody gave her an alcohol test. They took her to the hospital. The mayor or the uh, nurse wanted to give her one. She said, yeah. Her and her dad said, yeah, screw you. We go. The other day, walking right in front of the Omni, lady falls. I'm like, what do I do? I pick her up. You're looking at a great American hero, people. You're looking at a great American hero, period. I would be right there with our sorry-ass little kid sniffing president because I am an American hero, damn it. Let's go to What the Hell Wednesday. Numero uno. Give me a look at what we're what the helling today. Let's see it. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I know I get a... Oh, boy. You, oh, dummy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is an awe clip. Holy, play that again, will you please? We're gonna, we gotta play these twice because I like them. What the hell? Oh my God. Look at this idiot. Yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah, you skinny jean clown. Boom. Holy hell. I'm glad he's up, I guess. I don't know. Look at this. I'm going to make a video. I want a TikTok of me on the construction site. Can you TikTok for me? That's like an Indiana basketball player right there. Skinny jeans, TikToks. <laughs> and a headband. All right, what's next, boys and girls? What we got next? He didn't hold me out and move. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? What the hell? Oh, man. Look at this white guy. Look at Fatty here flopping over. Boom. Drawer. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Thank God for women. Seriously, thank God for... Oh, look at this. I got coffee. Jay Shaw, thank you. All right, follow him. 
Go to your Spotify, Jay Shaw. Listen to the music and tell me how great it is because it's great. Seriously. Yeah, here he comes. Dun, 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 dun. Three, four, five, six. Look at that face. Tell me he hadn't beaten his wife. Seriously, tell me he don't beat his kids. I got my trailer. I'm coming out here. I'm going to whoop some ass. Oh, my God. Thank God for women. Although women are freaking nuts, too. They are insane. That's what got my dad out of teaching. Girls fighting at Calumet High School. He's like, look, I ain't breaking this stuff up because you, you don't win. You get in the middle, you put your hands out, you touch the wrong thing, and the sisters were insane. Throw, I mean, it was just nuts. Anyway, let me, he, let me see another one. Oh, my God. This guy's just trying to He just tried to That's what I'm talking about. See, that's oh, what I thought wow. was going to happen to that car. Yeah. I thought that was what was going to go down. Seriously. I thought that, ladies and gentlemen, was what was going to happen. No, really. Really. I did. All right. Uh, give me another one. Get this! Oh, my God. I'm going to jump over a car. I ain't mad at you. I don't think, I don't think either the driver of the car nor the guy jumping over the car thought about the damage to the car right there or the damage to the body of this dude. Now, people are resilient as we've seen. Look at the, look at this. That's the beauty of replay here. It's freaking awesome. Look at the car. Oh, wait. Look at the car. It gets busted up there. And look at him doing a 360. He did not hit his face. He did not hit his face. Face is fine. Face okay. All right. Here we go. Give me another one. These are good. These are making me jump back and go, what the hell? Uh, boom. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy hell. What is it? Can I ask anybody a question? What is it? Why are we sliding down banisters? Do like, look, do we not look, maybe I am a safety phobe, but there is no chance. And that guy looks like a grown man. Like, he looks like, I don't know, maybe he's not 10 years old. He got his little boots on. He's sliding. He loses it. And how bad does he hurt? Like, that's one of the things you got to look. How bad are people hurting? Honest to God, that is God awful. That is ridiculous. Holy hell. Wow. Uh, I think that's it, right? I think that's five of them. 
he, every one of these made me go, what the hell? Every one. I love videos like that. It's like America's, America's dumbest home videos. Hey, uh, the official number is in on the Yukon celebration. Remember back in the day, the Yukon Huskies won the National Basketball Championship and their students lost their minds. They took down street signs, bashed in stuff. They really acted like complete morons. Well, the number is in. UConn students caused over $120,000 worth of damage during riots following the national championship win. Now, that money is just the on-campus. That's not in the town of stores, or that's not across the state. That's just student involvement with the championship. Students caused thousands of dollars of damage after the championship. The university is cracking down. Play stupid games, get stupid prizes. Multiple UConn students have been, and they should be. Hey, we won a championship. That don't mean you can take a battering ram to the front door of the science building. That doesn't mean you can just start standing on lampposts and tearing shit down. That doesn't mean that you can go grab Susie Rottencrotch next to you by the you-know-whats. No, get your ass out of school. You're irresponsible. You can't handle success. Go away. Seriously, Indiana used to do it right. Indiana, everybody would run to the fountain and everybody would drink their face off. Girls would take their shirts off, jump in the water. It was a celebration that led all the way down to Kirkwood and it was freaking awesome. Now, all of a sudden, because, well, let's be honest, people are idiots and, you know, whatever the reason is, it is. But I got to tell you, there's no reason to do damage. Celebrate responsibly, children. Celebrate responsibly. Hey, did I just see this coming across the desk? Did I just see this? Is, is, did, is, what? Is Biden saying that Putin is losing the war? Joe Biden? Is that what he's saying? We'll get into that. Uh, we'll also get into, I got some, I got more headlines. Megan Rapino. You know how time, there are certain people that makes my ass sag, that makes my pee burn. Megan Rapinoe is one of them. She makes my ass sag and she makes my pee burn. We'll talk about Megan Rapinoe when we come back. And of course, Jolton Joe Biden. Look at her. She makes my pee burn. I'm just saying, we'll be right back with all of this, including this clown next. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Joe Biden is speaking. Joe Biden is yelling at people. Joe Biden was asked whether or not. I'll have the video for you coming up here. In a minute or two, he was asked about Putin. He says, hard to tell if Putin is losing the war. Hard to tell if he has been weakened. He is uh, clearly losing the war is what 
Biden eventually said, Joe Biden absolutely has lost his mind. He's out of his mind. He's insane. Uh, There is absolutely no reason for him to be president of the United States. He's yelling at reporters who ask if, in fact, his son or he was sitting there when his son was making deals. What did I say? I meant Putin. I did mean Putin. I meant Putin. What did I say? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Putin is losing the war. And I think people are out of their minds. I don't know that he's losing the war. And he said he's losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war in Iraq. Honest to God. Now, I know there are some of you in Iraq, ladies and gentlemen, in Iraq. Really? This idiot doesn't know where he is. He lies about everything. He needs to be put in a home where he can sit there and count his money, but yet we won't do it. Well, you'll vote for him. The Democrats have this figured out. No, he's losing the war in Iraq. Huh? In Iraq? President Biden. Okay. All right. If you say so. We'll get to the video coming up here in a minute. But I got video of Megan Rapino. Remember Megan Rapino? She of the lesbian lover of Sue Bird, and which is great. And we're all supposed to celebrate this power couple of lesbians. It's awesome. Good for them. Uh, if they want to talk about it, then we're calling them lesbians. We're calling them what they are. They're so proud of it. Yay, Rod, go fight, win. All right. She is also the one that thinks it's okay for men to play in sports against women. Yeah. She has come out. She and her idiot lover have come out and said, yeah, it's okay. Well, you understand that Sue Bird and Megan Rapinoe are at the end of their careers. They don't have to deal with it. And they understand that if they say anything but yes, then guess what? Their own community will come back at them and they will no longer be relevant. Megan Rapinoe loves to be relevant. Let's see Megan Rapinoe. Let's hear it. Let's watch the video of Megan Rapinoe and her purple hair so that everybody can notice Megan Rapino. We've always taken the opportunity to show exactly who we are, not just our team, but the women's game in general. But it feels like a real opportunity um, to kind of like blow the lid off just in terms of fanfare and media and sponsorships and the sort of larger business around this sport. I think everyone is sort of hip to the game now and and understands that this is, um, you know, not somewhere that's just like, oh, we should cheer for the Women's World Cup because that's the right thing to do. It's like, yeah, this is actually a terrible business move if you're not getting in on it, if you're not investing, um, if you're not putting resources to it, and if you're not tuning in, you're sort of missing out on a, on a massive cultural moment in so many ways. And I think, as always with women's sports, like we're always doing both. And I think that's something that we're really proud of, and I think something that just totally differentiates us uh, from a fan base perspective than, than any sort of men's sports, but I think also from a business perspective. I think we know that for bottom line, you know, equality is actually good bi- in a shocking turn of events. Equality is actually good for business, and, um, you know, I think that that's something special that the women's game has, and this feels like, you know, the sort of premier event. I mean, it's the biggest women's sporting event in the world by far, uh, bar none, as I've said. Um, Yeah, great. You can keep telling us that. But how do you feel about dudes playing in the World Cup when your national team got beat by 12-year-olds? I mean, look, 
I get it. Look at me. I'm Megan. I got purple hair, blue hair. It's my thing. So you notice me. It's great. Women are great. We all agree. But why would she not come out and say, hey, look, if you're a boy transitioning, play with boys. If you're a girl transitioning, play with girls. That's not about equality. That's about fairness. And the truth of the matter is she's run her course. She's washed. But, the, but she has no spine. She has no spine. She never had a spine. And, uh, you know, it's just the way it is. Uh, Putin is losing the war in Iraq. He is? Holy hell. I wasn't sitting next to my son when he was threatening to get more money. Uh-uh. No. No, I wasn't, says Joe Biden. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You weren't? All right. Well, if you say so. I mean, look, Megan Rapino can say that it's bad business to get not get involved with the Women's World Cup. I run three businesses. I don't feel the need to get involved with the Women's World Cup. I mean, I think it's great, and I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch when the Americans play, but I'm not certainly watching anybody else. But um, you can just say things now. All right, let's play. Let's play uh, Biden saying, hey, look. Look. We're going to lose the war in Iraq. Let's hear from Joe Biden. President Biden, how how involved were you in your son's Chinese shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? Were you involved? Were no, you involved? I wasn't. I don't know. Were you? No. All right. Now let's hear him talking about Iraq. I think we got that one too. It's hard to tell, but he's, he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war at home, and he has uh, become a bit of a fly around the world. Uh, and it's not just NATO. It's not just the European Union. Okay. I mean, if he says so, I mean, I guess, I I don't know. Is, is, is Russia fighting a war in Iraq? I guess maybe they're fighting wars everywhere. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? Hey, good for Joe Biden. He can laugh at a report. That's what I would do. Look, if I were in trouble, There's not a chance in hell I would apologize. There's not a chance in hell I would acquiesce. Certainly not to some reporter who is asking little questions. I would do what Biden did there. I would laugh. I would start laughing. I would laugh. I would be condescending. I would be like, yeah, all right. Okay. That's, uh, yeah. That's what I would, you can't give in to these idiots. Like, hey, look, I always look at both sides. Just because some young woman reporter says, or some guy says, well, you know, um, my name is Skip, and I want you to answer this. No. Or some old grizzled guy, well, you know, I've been covering this beat since 1962, and I got to tell you, shut up, all of you. Shut up, all of you. That's what I would say as the president. I'd say, shut up, all of you. You young lady, You're not old enough to ask me a question. You young man, you're too male effeminate to ask me a question. Grizzled old guy, get the hell away from me. That's what I would do. I'd rip them off. There's no way you sit there and you say, well, this is Dana Hunsaker Bimbo from the Indy Star demanding an answer. Yeah, demand this. And I would fart. 
I would have so little respect for them because let's be honest, Joe Biden's in trouble. He's in grave danger with his presidency. The walls are closing in when the main street media actually asks you questions and apologizing does you no good. Not in the modern era. Richard Nixon actually did an honorable thing that Bill Clinton could, or Donald Trump could never bring themselves to do. You get impeached, you quit, you're done, you're gone, goodbye. But he couldn't do it, neither of those guys, because everybody now is power hungry. This clown, this clown is so out of it, so ridiculous. He don't know who war, who's fighting wars. He don't know where he is. He can't walk upstairs. And there's no way in hell in that condition that I'm apologizing for anything. I'm laughing at young lady, young man, grizzled veteran dude, the Nancy or Moores of the world. I'm laughing at all of you. I'm like, yeah, really? Okay, great, man. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. And I just laugh my ass off at him. I know we're not supposed to do that, but that's what I'm doing. I think you would too. Wynn has an apology. I'll tell you one of the great apologies ever. It might be the last time an apology ever worked. 100 years ago, allegedly, Pat McAfee got hammered and went for a swim in the canal. He got out, got arrested. Okay. And his apology was awesome. I remember saying it at the time. Best apology I've ever heard. Nowadays, there is no apology when you're on the left or when you're on the right. Never do you apologize. Ever do you apologize. Never. Never, never, never. Because it don't do you any good. You stand strong and you do your thing. True story. There's never a good time for anybody to ever apologize. Hey, look, it's not Joe Biden's fault. Joe Biden is a power-hungry pig. Joe Biden's wife, who's a doctor supposedly, puts him out there for the world to see. Joe Biden's kids understand. Joe Biden, it's no different than in sports, what we saw with the Huggins family. It's no different what I saw up front and personal with the Knight family. Power corrupts. And the whole family, as I said last week, becomes squatters. They all become squatters. They all want a piece of the action. Bob Huggins' kids don't care if he ever coaches again. Because of coaching, they care because of money, prestige. Biden's family doesn't care about his health. Biden's family doesn't care that we see pictures like this of him falling down, of him stumbling all over. He can't lift his feet to get over cables in the White House. He doesn't know where he is half the time getting on and off a stage. He reads a teleprompter verbatim like uh, Ron Burgundy, and then he doesn't know who's fighting wars and who's doing what. And that's his family's fault. It's not his fault. Serious. It's not his fault. Not even a little bit. It's not. It's the power-hungry maniacs around him. Bob Knight's family, hell, Timmy Knight didn't even, doesn't even talk to his dad. Now, I'm hearing Bob Knight's in real, real health problems, real health problems. That's what group text with my friends that, that we all played at Indiana. Keith Smart was a little behind me, but a bunch of guys that I coached and I are on a group text, and I'm hearing Bob Knight's uh, health is very, very bad. But his family doesn't care about that. Patrick might. Uh, his wife, current wife, has never cared about that. And that's one of the rifts in the family. And his son, Timmy, all he tried to do was make money on him. And when they got, uh, when Knight broke his shoulder by a fist fight on a hunting trip, and then Knight finally insulted Tim in front of his uh, wife for being fat, Knight and his kids haven't speak, spoken in five, his one son haven't spoken in five years. Well, if Knight were coaching and could make Tim money, they would absolutely be speaking. It's just the way it is. Sorry. I, I am. I'm sorry. I don't think Fetterman's family loves him either. They just throw him out there. Why? 
because you got some power. You're right, Van Pastor, man. Our YouTube chat is absolutely bumping. No question about it. It's just the way the world works. I tell my kids all the time, you better love me for a meat because you ain't getting much out of this when I'm dead because I'm going to start spending. I'm going to Premier League game this year. I may do the show from a Premier League game. I don't know, but I'm going. I'm going to have one of those bumper stickers. I'm spending my children's inheritance. How about this? This I like. A man allegedly stole more than a million dollars from a Vegas casino with shockingly, with a shockingly simple fire extinguisher plan. Let's see the tweet. A fire extinguisher plan. I don't know. Look, take me with you, Ryan. Hey, man, everybody's welcome to go, but I'm going. I'm going to that, and I'm going to an LSU baseball game. A man is accused of posing as a hotel owner, convincing an employee to give more than a million in bogus payments for fire safety equipment. Uh, he was posing as an owner. He decided, hey, look, you guys and me, uh, we need more fire safety equipment, so here's my ID, here's what I'm doing, and you know what? Give me a million. See, anyone that, I don't know, Ask for a million, just a million up front, you just say no. His name is Eric Gutierrez. He was charged over the weekend. He posed as a hotel owner. He was impersonating the owner, and some idiot gave him a million. All right. The Circa Hotel and Casino, an unknown person called the casino cage, claiming to be the owner of the hotel, requested $320,000 for an emergency payment to the fire department said they received a phone call from someone claiming to be the hotel owner. The fire department needed to do a check on the fire extinguisher. They would need payment for further safety stop. The cage supervisor, who said she thought she was on the phone with the hotel's owner and text with her manager, brought the money in four installments over three different on-site locations, eventually totaling $1.17 million. This guy Gutierrez was, was caught when police tracked the vehicle, found its registered owner, who apparently... Uh, who apparently was his aunt with whom he lives. He had a large bag of U.S. currency. All right. 850K was was discovered. They don't know what happened to the other 314. All right. He's been ordered to stay away from the Circa. Not a bad little scam. Not his fault. What if the guy would have said, hey, look, my name is Eric Gutierrez, and uh, I need payment, and she'd have done it. That's not really stealing. That's just asking and receiving. Uh, I don't care what you all say, and I don't care even a little bit if we here on OutKick, Ripper, I am not ripping Amanda Renner. I'm not doing it. I'll tell you why. Because every day, Amanda Renner, every weekend, the CBS hostess for golf is on my show. I'm sorry, on my screen. And you know what Amanda does? Amanda makes me smile. Why, you ask? I'll tell you why. Because Amanda Renner has a face that makes me smile. She always looks like she's smiling. I get it. I get it, Keegan Bradley's from Vermont. I get it that the Travelers was there in Connecticut. But let's be honest. Swear to God, everybody in the Northeast thinks it's all the same. Delaware, Vermont, New Hampshire, Connecticut, 
Maine. It's all the same place. If you're from one of those, you're from the other one. You're the hometown guy. I'm sorry. And Amanda Renner's face makes me smile. She's a great interviewer. She always seems happy to be there. She's not like Kevin Durant. She's not. She's not like that idiot that was on my TV the other day, Orlando Brown or some tackle wearing a hat. She respects the profession. Look, I give it to her. You guys can get mad. She said, relax, relax. Good for Amanda. Never, ever apologize, even to OutKick. No, seriously. Uh, If OutKick comes after you, if I come after you, don't apologize. Rip me back. I got no problem with it. None. I'm all in on Amanda Renner. When she comes out, normally I turn the channel. Look, let's be honest. The dude's working at ESPN. The girl's working at ESPN. It's like a public station. You know, they found some uh, African-American, white, Chinese girl or guy to do live updates uh, from the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder game. And you're like, well, Stephen Holder does updates uh, on the coast. This is Stephen Holder. Stop. Usually I turn it up, but Amanda Renner, she makes me smile because she's always smiling. I will defend Amanda Renner even against my own company. That's right. That's right. Uh, I don't care really about Marco Rubio and UFOs. I think it's all a distraction against the Biden crime family. But what I do care about, this is the world we live in. Remember when folks wore... Always inclusive. I'm going to jump that one and go to the next one, Ryan. Remember when pride parades and liberals were all inclusive? We're all inclusive. Joe Biden, we're going to include everybody. Joe Biden, the buck stops with me. Nobody blames others more than Joe Biden. But in Seattle, Pride Parade Booth was encouraging kids to throw toy bricks at pictures of Republicans. That's right. See, this guy's like, oh, we're so happy. God, come here, throw a brick. I'm telling you, man, these people are the worst of the worst. They are. They're the worst of the worst. They smile in your face all the time. They want to take your place. They're backstabbers. I'm telling you, they're horrible. This guy, I can tell by his face he's horrible. Now, you guys say you can't do that. No, I really can't. I mean, I'm not one of yous. I'm a little different. I spent 30 years studying people. 40 years, whatever, my whole life. This guy's a little bitchy clown who should be arrested for tempting kids to throw freaking bricks at people, even if they're fake. I'm just saying. And if you don't like my accents, tough. I love doing accents. Accents are one of my favorite things. And you got to jump up and down because you got to be like AOC. I'm having a great day. Seriously. At noon, I am going to do uh, our our, our Two Big Brains. So join me at noon with Ken Sterling uh, on Two Big Brains. We're going to talk local. And then I got a big golf match this afternoon. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I'm doing the night, but it's probably going to involve Moondrops Distillery beverages because they're really, 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 really good. I'm just, I'm tired of effeminate men. I'm sorry. I'm I'm tired of effeminate men, and I'm tired, as my wife says, every young woman dressed up like a freaking cartoon character. I'm tired of you. You're tired of me. Hey, look, effeminate men are tired of old white guys. That's cool, but I'm tired of you. 
Had enough. Enough. Walk like a damn man. Walk like a man. Talk like a man. Rudy Valley. He just got married, by the way. Old guys are getting it done. I'll tell you what, and I'm one of them. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's go woking and doping and see what comes up. Recovered this from a follower in San Francisco who said this was the display at the toddler's daycare for Pride Month. What would you do if you saw this at your two-year-old's school? Well, I would simply take my two-year-old out. I would have researched it ahead of time, though, because I thought everybody was screwing me. And I got to tell you, if that's what you want to do, you suck. And I'm not being a part of it. But I would have known ahead of time. I would have, particularly with my daughter. My son, I might have said, ah, I wouldn't have put, taken him there. But I don't, need, I don't need anything sexual in any way, shape, or form around my children. My children needed to, A, play with dolls. And if you think that's sexual, good for you. Play with G.I. Joes. Yeah, if they think that's sexual, good for you. Run around outside, play tag, play sports. Go in the backyard, play with Urban's kid, Gigi, uh, and the rest. And Nate, and have a great time. That's it. That's Kids need to be kids. And if you want to put up a sex display, good for you. I don't want any part of it. And I get pissed off about it. I've had enough. I mean, damn. Am I supposed to put up pornographic pictures of men and dudes having sex or or books and magazines about, hey, live 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 the heterosexual life. It's okay to tell mom and dad you're heterosexual. What's wrong with you people? I'll fight the fight every day. I will fight the fight every day. There's a lot of scrapping going on in the YouTube chat, and I ain't mad at it. I'm not mad at it even a little bit. Is it hard to live in a conspiracy world all the time? I got to tell you, JPG, uh, no, it's, it's easy because I live, if, if you're considering what is going on in our country, a conspiracy world, well, it's also could be called the truth world. I'm just saying. Give me another woke dope. Give it to me, baby. Give me that stuff that, oh yeah, health experts. Look at these pigs. Look at that pig coming out of Belgium who is telling us she is a health expert. Look at this thing in America. Look at these bastions of health. Yeah, yeah, health experts. Yeah, and the two guys on the right, RF Kennedy Jr. and Joe Rogan are just ripped. But hey, look at these guys. Look, I'm a cross-dressing transgender, so that qualifies me as a health expert. I eat a lot of food in Belgium, including every single piece of Belgian chocolate from the chocolate factory. That qualifies me to be a health expert. I throw up my dinner. That qualifies me to be a Canadian health expert, and I'm just a blob of goo. That qualifies me to be a Britain health expert. (laughs) Seriously. I think I described all four of them. Can you imagine? Hey, we're going to a conference on health, eating right, and living a clean life. And that thing from Belgium shows up? Have a little pride. Seriously. I mean, I'd walk out. and be like, yeah, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I am O-U-T. 
I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm with you. He got a bad voice. Robert Kennedy Jr.'s got a bad voice. I'm with you on that. Yeah, let's listen to the Belgium health expert tell us about triglycerides. <laughs> are we going too far on this show? Aaron, are we going too far? I don't know. All right, you got another one? Uh, one is a guy who made MIMS. The other is a group of intelligence agents who colluded with the Biden campaign to discredit a scandal before an election. Guess which one, oh my God, guess which one will spend up to 10 years in prison for election interference. Boy, is that true. Wow. Man, is that true. Yeek. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Guy made memes. It, it, it's okay. Um, it's all right. Our meme hurts. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. I was just texting the Cubs back. They just sent me a thing. They're getting me tickets for Saturday's game, but I went ahead and I bought tickets in the bleachers. Um, my my uh, wife, my stepdaughter, and her friend Allie. There's my wife. I get a good view of her from, well, never mind. Anyway, uh, <laughs> hi, Lee. Uh, anyway, so uh, my friend got me tickets, but I had already bought bleacher tickets because I figured a couple of young ladies in their 20s and a hot MILF, you know what? They uh, probably, probably would rather sit in the bleachers than uh, behind home plate. I don't know. Beggars can't be choosers. But my friend Jim Oboe, with the Cubs, I thank you very much, but uh, I bought bleacher seats. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I was telling Lee, she's like, you know, those are expensive. They're like 90 bucks a piece, but here's the deal. I don't know how you feel about this, but that's why I go to work. Isn't that why we all go to work? Isn't it like, you know, I don't necessarily, I never would buy uh, what? I would never buy a $500 pair of jeans or a $100 pair of jeans. I would never go buy a $5,000 suit. I like experiences. I do. I like experiences in my life. I do. I thought that I like going somewhere. I like doing something. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling my bosses, I'm going to a Premier League match. I don't know which one it's going to be, and I need Ryan to tell me which one I should go to. I also want to go to Tel Aviv because I had a very pretty waitress back about 10 years ago at the Omni Hotel in Richmond. She and her husband uh, were from Turkey. And I asked them, I want to go to a soccer match where I could get shivved, where I could get killed, where somebody could shoot a bomb, you know, one of those pew, inside. I want skinheads to come at me. And they said, well, you got to go to Tel Aviv. You got to go to Tel Aviv. It was actually longer than 10 years ago. Hell, it's about 15 now. Damn. But anyway, I've never been to a soccer match where I could get shivved. I've never been to a soccer match other than an Indiana University soccer match, where it does matter, but it's not to the same extent. So that's where I'm going. Uh, Ridger1976, appreciate all of you, all of you. Sean Black, you're going to play with my boy Kevin Custer, who is so excited to play with you. He loves you. Uh, He is from Cleveland at all in our golf outing. Our golf outing is sold out. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I know uh, Greg Doyle and the Little Dina, Dana, whatever the hell her little name is, uh, said, nobody loves me in the city. Nobody loves me. We just sold out our golf outing. So I appreciate everybody, every, every, every day. 
every day. I literally do this. I wake up every day and I thank God for a number of things, one of which is my family and my life and where I live and all that stuff. But one is, you know what? I thank God for allowing me to work with great people. I do. I like being on a team. It's a fun team. All right, have a wonderful afternoon. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, everybody.